Superman before Krypton exploded, but after Krypton broadcasts on the Sci-Fi Channel, which is a channel on your TV, this is After Krypton. I'm Alex. I'm Justin, and I'm here in the present, but I'm also going to be here after because that's when <laughs> things happen. They don't happen before. They that's happen after. Future Justin's going to love this shit. Do you know in my planet after isn't a word that means after it means hope oh that's so cool on my planet um we just don't have hope oh nice yeah <laughs> cool it's called earth hi guys and welcome we're going to talk about the latest episode of krypton titled hope in case you couldn't figure out um, from our well-crafted uh, highly rehearsed opening that we just did yes um yeah, we're getting towards the end here. This is the second last episode of the season, so as you can imagine, a lot of a lot of setup, but a lot of big stuff going down at the yeah. same time. Um, leading into this, we'll give you guys a little bit of a recap. So this takes place hundreds of years before Superman is born. A guy named Adam Strange has traveled back to the past of Krypton to try to save Superman. He thought from Brainiac. Turns out it was actually from General Zod. Brainiac is just kind of a kind of a side thing going on. Brainiac is going to <laughs> take sort of a side hustle. Yeah, it is kind of, it's very weird. He's the main villain of this first season, of the series, but at the same time, he's just going to kind of take Kandor. And we've had this conflict set up where taking Kandor causes Krypton to explode, which is why Superman gets sent to earth. So Adam strange doesn't show up in this episode at all. Once because he's dead. Uh, no, he's not dead. They think he's dead. They think he's dead, yes. Uh, so he uh, he doesn't show up at all, but he wants Krypton to explode. He wants Brainiac to take it so that Superman can be born. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum is pretty much everybody else is like, hey, we live on this planet. What if it didn't explode? A couple of the other things that are going on. Doomsday is also on this planet. He is being hidden by, what are they called? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like the Sethanites, I think. Sethanites, yeah, that's right. They are, a, they're like Black Zero, but not. They're like right. Black Zero, but they don't have, uh, they're there's not angry. There's a bunch of religious zealots who have been hiding Doomsday, who was, uh, as far as we know, created by both the House of El and House of Zod back in the day, uh, is, as you can imagine, this ultimate fighting machine, ultimate fighting champion, would you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the world's Krypton's strongest uh, machine, man. <laughs> uh, so they decided not to release Doomsday a couple of episodes back. Back because his name is Doomsday. Um, yes. But things are getting pretty tight on the planet of Krypton, particularly when it comes to Brainiac, because Brainiac has taken over the voice of Rao, who is the head of the religion uh, on the, in the city of Kandor. The voice of Rao has also taken over the military guild, uh, was trying to eat all their babies, but was stopped from eating the babies when they shot him. But that didn't kill Brainiac because nothing can kill Brainiac. Yeah, he's just a little wormy machine. Yeah. Also, you should probably know that Segal, who is Superman's grandpa, is betrothed to a woman named Nisavex, whose father is a sniveling toad who was captured by Jaxer, who is the leader of Black Zero. Um, but he is actually in love with Lightazod, who Seg is... is in love with Lightazod. Seg's in love with Lightazod. Seg is in love. Yes, thank you. There's a lot of names on the show. Yeah. Uh, and Seg I'll tell you what, you're doing a great job. Thank you very much. Uh, Seg is in love with Lightazod, who is actually General Zod's mom because of more time travel. Uh, her mom is Jane Azad, who was the head of the military 
Military Guild, but is super bummed out because she had to betray everything she has ever believed in. Uh, also, probably important to know is back in the day in the flashback, she uh, fought her brother and left him for dead in the wastelands outside Kandor. I think that probably covers everything. You that need was to know amazing. Right now. Um, Thank you. So you much. We did miss one thing on the planet of Krypton. The word doomsday means hope. <laughs> oh, this is a weird <laughs> thing about the Kryptonian language is literally every word means hope. Exactly. They were like uh, Pokemon uh, <laughs> for the word hope. <laughs> yep. Uh, so let's get into it. Yes. One thing we should say, our angsty teenager son, Pete LePage, isn't here. So you can just expect a chills king. Yeah. When you it comes love this to, show, dude. I right? do like this show a lot. Yeah. Uh, I did feel like there was very much a table setting episode. There is a lot of stuff yeah. that goes down, but it's very much set it up for. What- I don't mind because you know what happens after you set the table? Dinner. Yeah. And I uh, love it. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, this is very much jumping ahead, but the end of the episode, I was like, oh, this is going down. This, this next episode has the promise of being one of the craziest episodes of superhero television ever. And it's so lucky for them that it happens to be the finale. I know. Like, right? it's crazy. It's almost That's like, weird. what a lucky, like, <laughs> coincidence. So the main plot threads in the episode are they're still trying to take out the voice of Rao. Uh, Kander has gone crazy. Yeah. Uh, shit's fucked up. All the Sagittarii are like messed up. The, the, there's no one in charge. Chaos uh, reigns. Our little squad of uh, Nissa, Seg, Lyda, Mama Zod, uh, they're all, and General Zod, they are depressed. Right. We should also mention that even though everything is going crazy in Kandor, Black Zero is running uh, through the streets and the military rule is going nutso and Brainiac is trying to absorb all the information in the city, Seg still goes literally wherever he wants all the time. Yeah, he's screwed around. He's also like sort of being uh, a little romantic. Yeah. Uh, well, and I love we'll it. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. I like you like to save a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but we're sort it. of already there because the opening of the episode <laughs> is them working together and then literally... He's talking to Lyda, and they have a little afternoon crisis sex. Yes, they do. Now, was this... We, we've been theorizing... A, a lot of the stuff that we theorized about the show came true in this episode. I'll tell you what, yes. I feel... We do another podcast called Riverdale After Dark, and in that one, Pete, our angsty son, teenage son, somehow predicted a lot of the things that happened. Yeah. This is my podcast to predict shit that happens. Yeah. Because well, so a lot of the stuff that we thought was going to happen came true. And as soon as they had that afternoon sex, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, we know where this is going. Yeah. Um, and I think we can jump ahead and talk about this because yeah. in terms of the comic book mythos, this is a huge move that I actually love for this show. Me too. It turns out later on that General Zod is the son of Seg L and Lyta Zod. Yeah. Which makes him Superman's uncle, if, yeah, I, exactly. if I have that correctly. Uh, that's crazy. That's a big reveal. That's not something that we has ever been touched on in yeah. Superman canon, I don't think. So So that is big. And it also, so one thing we know, knew is that Seg sort of couldn't die right. in this show uh, because he hadn't fathered, uh, fathered Superman's father yet. Um, but... Uh, now we know that he has fathered uh, potentially General Zod. Right. Or maybe not. Maybe right. he fathered Superman's father. So, because we also learned that um, General Zod's father died during the fight, the battle on Kandor, right? 
Right. That, well, that's what Zod told so what them. Zod said, yes. Yeah, that's what Zod said. But then he figures out over the course of this episode that, in fact, Seg is his dad. So I got to wonder how much that changes his mission. Like, he seemed pretty dead set on not letting Seg die because he wanted, I think, Jor-El to live much more than he wants Superman to live. Yeah. But then the question becomes, now that he knows Seg is his dad and he's secure because clearly they had crisis sex and then... She was impregnated with General Zod. Uh, is he cool? So he's like, great, let's just fuck shit up. Let's do whatever we want. Well, now that's what I was getting to is Seg, can Seg die? I think so, right? Because, yeah. I, According uh, right. to Zod, at least. Like, he can die because Zod doesn't care about the line of L. He cares about the line of Zod. So is there a world in which uh, uh, Zod, they had sex and created Zod and the embryo they stashed with him and uh, Nyssa is Jor-El. Potentially, though, I think what we're heading towards, and again, we're jumping all over the place, but by the end of the episode, right after, he gets a, a really dub fight with Light Zod and is like, maybe I like Nyssa effects instead, and they have a little smoocheroo. Um, I think we're Which is see- what they call it, which is Kryptonian for hope. Hope, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to definitely see, I think by the end of the season, Kandor is going to be taken by Brainiac, because that's kind of how things go. The city is going to be destroyed, which means the Genesis Chamber is going to be gone. Yeah. So all of their kids are going to be gone. They keep very specifically being like, the only way we can have kids is through this Genesis Chamber. At, at some point, they're going to just be like, what are these penises for? Yeah, because everyone in Krypton has penises, <laughs> men and women. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yes, gonna, no, so, yeah. I don't know why they're pretending that, like... Well, th- but that makes me think, is no one on Krypton in Kandor having sex but Sag and Lyda? Well, but, okay, so we, I think we talked about this the last episode, that everybody in the rankless sectors is having babies the regular way without a Genesis chamber. So that means it isn't like Kryptonians are sterile because of the radiation or anything like that. Do you think all the like upper guild numbers are like, yo tonight we're getting rankless. (laughs) (laughs) Probably when they want to like get, like really get into sex. They're like, yeah, this is high society. Let's not have sex. That sounds that sounds what do they crazy. do? Do they watch Netflix and like fall yeah, asleep? Yeah, there's a lot of Netflix on this planet, I think. <laughs> do you think they're caught up on uh, 13 Reasons Why? Because the new season's about to start. I feel like that's a, a controversial show for them because, sure. you know, yeah. But I feel like they're more of a like season four of Chef's Table getting into the pastries. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Big man. pastry city candor. Yeah. Um, they probably also watch Nailed It. Yeah, oh, <laughs> definitely. I love a fun, irreverent cake show. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think what is uh, my theory right now is that, uh, yes, General Zod is the son of Light Zod and Segel, but I think Segel is going to end up with Nissa after this Genesis chamber is destroyed, and Nissa is the father, the father, what are you all on is the mother of uh, Jor-El, and they're going to have him the natural way. So That's it's not awesome. the genesis. That is awkward. Yeah. So Where then he's the, just like having babies all over the place. Yeah. Well, like having two families, Seg's going to have a secret family. Yeah. Uh, and also, I guess then that makes uh, Jor-El and Zod only half brothers. Right. Through the through sex. Yes, exactly. Which makes him a half uncle for Superman or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how genetics work. Yeah. That's right. That's just stuff we say. Yes. Uh, whatever it is, though, that's definitely a big thing for the Superman mythos. Uh, let's get back to the plot a little bit. So yeah. they have this crisis sex, and then pretty much immediately afterwards, they get kind of split. 
right? Uh, yes. Uh, well, we see we have Seg has a pretty spot on vision of Brainiac's ship. <laughs> <laughs> he has a dream where he's yeah. on the set. Uh, yeah, which I was like, oh, wow, cool. with a different haircut. Yeah, like it's like, oh, that's not quite real, but yeah. uh, it's maybe startling vision for the future. Uh, which makes me think that Seg maybe uh, dies at the end of the next episode. You really think so? You think Seg is going to die? I mean, done? I don't know. I guess it does seem a little crazy to kill ostensibly our lead of this show, but I feel like he's going to almost die, or right. like it's it's there's a foreboding cloud over his head. I, so. I'm hesitant to say that, but there is a dangling plot point that we left from the last episode that's picked up on in literally no way is uh, Adam Strange ends up someplace at the end of last episode. He sees a woman kind of twitching against an orange sky, probably a red sky because it's DC stuff and that's what happens. Um, And he goes, what the fuck? And that gets cut off because it's sci-fi and they, you know, they curse sometimes now, but mostly on the magicians. Um, (laughs) At the end of the episode, the dome gets taken down from Kandor, and we see the same orange sky. So it's possible that we end next episode with, yeah, Seg dead, Brainiac has taken over Krypton, Adam Strange has been blasted into the future, and once again, he has to travel back in time and almost like live through the whole first season and Back to the Future 2 style, do things differently this time. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. We'll see. I hope he plays a wicked solo at the end. They won't be ready for it. Marvin Barry. <laughs> uh, so uh, moving forward, that's a uh, great theory, though. Thanks. Uh, beyond that, uh, Vex and the Black uh, Black Zero leader have sort of a, a torture sesh. Yeah, she puts something in his neck that drives him nuts. Uh, he's whimpering and crying. She tortures him. Eventually, he pulls the old, like, please, please, please free me with one of the guards, steals the key, escapes from there. Um Ends up getting a skiff and jetting his way out of town, probably to Kryptonopolis, since that seems to be where everybody's going. Yeah, the cool city. Uh, but at the same time, Jaxer realizes that, activates the thing on his deck, he goes nuts and crashes. They need to kill off this character. I feel like they want to, like, we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, he's sort of their little finger from yeah. Game of Thrones. But he's, like, so sniveling. Like, he has no power. He has nothing. Like, I I don't even mind the actor at this point. Yeah. But he's so sad. Yeah. I don't know what the point is for keeping around. Well, I do like that he does sort of always get out. Sure. But I just feel like in the last couple episodes, that's all he's done. I want him to do some other stuff that he can then somehow survive. It feels like to me at this point, with one episode left, that I know where everybody needs to go, even if I don't know exactly where they're going. Like, I know what their arcs are and what their purpose is on the show. I don't know what his purpose is. Yeah. That's all. I, I agree with you. Um, moving, jumping over to the sort of Zod stuff, Lyta and, uh, General Zod go to find Doomsday and, uh, and Mama Zod. And that's where we get the, or no, sorry, Lyta and General Zod go to find Doomsday, break off from the rest. Nobody else wants to go. They get to the Doomsday area. Uh, and that's where Mama Zod and Seg jump out and sort of surprise them. Right. General Zod opens the chamber. Doomsday's gone. Seg and Mama Zod have stolen Doomsday and stashed him. Yeah. By the way, I do want to take a step back and say you were right about the blood because uh, General Zod reveals that he is their kid by cutting his palm. He has the combination of Zod and L blood. And we were talking a lot about that moment where he was like, no, no, no. Light is odd. Allow me to open this blood lock. 
and why they were doing that, they were setting this up, which is pretty smart. Which is That's cool. That's good. I liked it. I liked it as a move a lot. Yeah. Uh, so they take Doomsday out, uh, and following that a little bit, um, super dumb, because they take Doomsday out of stasis, and then they're like, oh, we damaged it when we were cutting the cords that kept it yeah, this it, way for hundreds of years. Uh, and now we know that Doomsday is going to escape from the stasis chamber. So we're pretty much set up for a Brainiac Doomsday fight next episode. Hundred percent, which is amazing. It's awesome. No way Doomsday does not end up on like Brainiac ship wrecking shit. I feel like uh, that's great. I yeah. love that. I cannot wait. Um, but at the same time, because of this, we get a throwdown fight between General Zod and Jaina Zod. With a little bit of a turn for a character here, what do you think about this? So I thought uh, I loved Light Azad for the first half of the season. I thought she was by far the most interesting character and the most sort of the hero of the show. And then in the last couple episodes, she's been truly radicalized until in this episode she shoots her own mother uh, because she is about to kill General Zod, and she like buys his shit. Uh, and leaves her to for dead to go off with uh, General Zod. I did not like this at all, but I will say I like the story of it because it really makes me like it, it puts my sympathy in my. Uh, I'm definitely shipping Nissa and Seg much harder. Yeah, I, and that, I, I, that's really rare for a show to make that much of a shift and yes. earn it. I mean, I agree with you. I think they did it though at the expense of Light is Odd, frankly. Like the turns that she makes in this episode, like you're saying, plot wise, they make sense, but it's too much too quickly for her to go from I'm trying to save Kandor, I love Seg, to be like, no, I hate you, Seg. Let's release Doomsday. Also, I'm going to shoot my own mom. You know, I do think they set it up a little bit in this episode talking about how she was uh, she felt betrayed by her mom and felt like her mom like sort of abused her and made her into this uh, hard hearted person. And that's what she's acting on. Yeah, And again, it makes a sort of sense because Krypton is supposed to be hard and it's supposed to be harsh and the Zod's don't pull back from anything like yeah. that's what their house does but it's felt like light Azad was different so again i'm not quite sure i'm not convinced that she got there you know yeah well i mean i guess we're gonna see uh in the next episode yeah. um and then uh, i think uh it, it's nice that we get to see little separate dates between uh with seg and lyda and nissa Wait, what do you mean? Like we have, he has a little date with uh, Lyda in the first oh, half the, of the episode. the Crisis X? Yeah. And then later on, he has like a little date. I mean, it's part of their mission, but it's I, like... I wouldn't call it a date. Have you gone on a date where you shoved a th- uh, the girl shoved a thing in a guy's head? Uh, yeah. I mean, a couple. Uh, and both worked out great. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you married both of them, right? Yeah, exactly. You fathered children with both of them. Yeah, and like there's a prophecy and like my I have a couple vanishing capes in my Yeah, in my we closet. didn't get to see the vanishing cape this episode. Yeah. Um uh, again, not to nitpick too much. I'm not quite sure what this is indicating at this point because It's we, getting pretty short. It's yeah, like a half cape. It is getting super short, but I don't know what's causing that because it's not like General Zod has moved any further in stopping Brainiac. So it seems like things are pretty much on course to be the way that they were yes exactly uh no one's really made a move to right so in that case it should be fine i think yeah 
I don't know, but uh, whatever it is, we're supposed to be like, oh, it's the finale next week. So there you go. Uh, I did like the line that Nissus uh, had for Sag, like, "I'm not Lyda, I believe in you." Yeah, uh, which I this was is like, great. This episode, yeah. she was has been pretty clear that she likes Sag. She thinks he's a good guy. She just wants to be with Sag, and she steps up in a big way. He tells her to go to Argo City. Uh, just quick little trivia fact for you guys out there, in case you don't know, Argo City is the place traditionally where Supergirl was born, uh, and that's where her family lived. So it'll be kind of interesting if we end up seeing that branch of the House of L at some point. Which, I mean, maybe that's a Nyssa branch. You think so? Yeah, it could be. Oh. Because it, it's Superman's cousin, right? Supergirl? Yeah, so Nyssa is maybe Supergirl's grandma? Could be. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But she doesn't end up going there, regardless, yeah. because uh, Seg is like, I'm going to lead Black... He, he brokers this peace between Black Zero and the Sagittarii. Yeah. They're like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Nobody leaves us. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's be cool, dudes. And they're like, we're cool. Because yeah. Seg is such a good negotiator. He's just, a cool dude. he's just like, chill, dude. Yeah, he's cool and rude and... Totally yeah, crude. He's a party dude. Yeah. yeah, he's a party dude. Uh, so he leads them in, and they're like, okay, we got this well-coordinated plan. We're going to split into three groups, and then all announce them very loudly and step into a room and just stand there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, when they encountered Rao. Yeah, when uh, they encountered the virus of yeah. Rao. So why did they immediately start blasting? Uh, I, I, this happens a lot on this show, specifically with Rao, where they got him right where they want him. They're like, let's give him a sec. Let's give him a little like, He's out. a lightning fast computer man. So let's see if he let's see what he's up to. And he very slowly turns around and is like, oh, what fancy meeting you here. And then he uh, pulls a little classic trick where he scares them and then they shoot each other. Right. Which I, I actually liked the rationale there. He doesn't actually kill them. He puts them in a position to fear the other side, and they killed each other. Yeah, it's it was ridiculous, the moves that got them there. But yes. everything from that point on, I loved. Like, yeah. the action was great uh, in that scene. Um, they do kill all each other. The way that we see Brainiac's power is clearly growing because he's able to psychically lift up Seg and he's forcing him towards this energy portal that's being shot into the sky to take down the dome of Kandor. Uh, he's going to be incinerated and then Nissa comes, shoves the house of Elki in Brainiac's head and he gets destroyed. Awesome. That was great. It was so great. The really actually beautifully filmed scene. I thought yeah, like it was cool. This is a sci-fi show, but that legit looked like a movie to me. I agree. It's they've really put the money into this to make it look awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then Brainiac reforms himself and they're like, uh, we got to get out of here uh, as the dome falls. And again, this sequence also was awesome. Yeah. And the reveal of Brainiac, like as a co- that's straight out of the comic. Exactly. Book. It's we, crazy. We get full Brainiac and he's like, Ugh. when it ended right there, I was legit legitimately surprised. I was like, oh shit. I was, of course, it's the end of the episode, but I was very much caught up in it. Yeah, uh, that's great. I mean, I we were uh, we were talking about this on our live show a little bit of like when is the superhero thing going to burst? When is the bubble going to burst? And I I don't know, man, because I see stuff like this and there's still stuff to see. You yeah. know, like there's still stuff that as a comic book fan. You see Brainiac walk out on screen. That's crazy. Like yeah. I got chills when I watched that because we've seen animated Brainiac, but yeah. 
there's, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of talking around in circles, but it's just, it's fun and it's exciting to still see that on screen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a couple things that we sort of, little short scenes that we didn't talk about. Um, we do see Black Zero break into the Genesis chamber yep. using oh, yeah. uh, Darren Vex's password and they see all the clones. They're going to blow all those clones up, huh? Uh, no, they're not. So this is something, this is like a deep cut from DC Comics that I feel like was probably wiped away several reboots ago. Uh, but in Kryptonian lore, thousands of years earlier in the comics, but there's Clone Wars, like not mm. Star Wars Clone Wars exactly, but it is caused by Black Zero. Black Zero is, I think, the pro-clone faction of Kryptonians. They mm. want to use them to like exactly for the same reason to create more Kryptonians and create more of an army. Uh, and it ends up being this whole battle that in the comics... They build this machine, I think it's called the Devastator, that pumps nuclear energy into the core of Krypton, and that's what causes it to destabilize. Ah. So I don't know if we're heading towards that. I feel like there's definitely like a Clone Wars type thing that could go on in a second season. But it would also be interesting if we get something where it finds out it's not actually Kandor being taken by Brainiac that destabilizes the core, but it's the actions of Black Zero and the mm. fight that they cause that destabilize the core. I don't know. It'd be a ballsy move for them to be like, yes, our second season is a clone war. Yes. I think probably a bad idea if there was yeah. some sort of attack of the clones. But they definitely set that up in this episode. Yeah, 100%. The other thing, though, I'll mention for Superman fans that does uh, get created during the Clone Wars is the Eradicator. Right. Which is a huge Superman villain. So I could 100% see them introduce that. Would that would be cool. And that's a great two. villain for this show to have. Yeah. Uh, another thing that happens is we see uh, Mama Zod, after she's been shot, uh, dragged into the... Uh, oh, we, uh, we have another reveal that Val-El is still alive. Yeah, so we find out... Well, there's several people we find out are still alive yeah. in this episode. Uh, Jaina Zod's brother is still alive. Yep. He's the person who immediately finds her yep. and takes her to safety. Uh, and yeah, we've also found out Val is alive, which is something we've theorized for a Fuck while. Fuck yeah. So that's cool. Uh, hologram dude might meet real fleshy dude. Yeah. Um, where do you think Val has been all this time? Well, maybe just like uh, hanging out at the same bar. Like he's been just wandering around. Yeah. Where everybody knows his name. Yeah, exactly. And he's in the uh, Candor Cheers. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... Norm uh, L. <laughs> speaking of Cheers, I was a little bummed that we didn't get Kem uh, this episode. They gave that yeah. little excuse of like, oh, you sent him to Kryptonopolis so we can see him next season. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little sad. I like that character, especially yeah, his arc with Una and all that. Yeah. Sad to see him go. Oh, well. Uh, before we go, we got to do some... Superman trivia. Is it your turn? Um, it's hard. I think it's Pete's turn, probably. Oh, okay. Which he just yeah, yells at. Hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, we have to... Because th- this trivia is uh, obviously a big, important part of the show. So it's... <laughs> 100%. We, uh, for those of you listening at home, we spend days... Trying to find yeah, the facts. secretest trivia yeah, and here, here possible. It is. It, oh, did you find it yes, on your I pad? It, yep. Okay. Sorry, it's just deep into the research. Um, there's a um, there's a certain this is this is Kryptonian lore. Sure. This is and they they sort of you glance like you just gave a great fact about Eradicator. This is sort Thank of you on, so much. on that same level. Um, yeah. Um, there's a um, there's a word uh, or a symbol in Kryptonian uh, lore, an ancient Kryptonian yeah. lore that means uh, the that means hope. Okay. Oh, uh, what is it? What is it? Yeah. 
Uh, well, the word hope is spelled, it begins with an H. Yeah. Uh, there's an O, a P, and an E in it. P stands for peace as well. Yep, that e makes sense. E is also, P-E is the first part yeah, of Yeah, it stands for peace. physical education, Jim. Uh, yeah, and O is, oh, oh peace, I hope oh, there's peace. I hope, I hope there's oh, peace. peace, I hope there's peace. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with an H. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, great. For uh, Hooper Man. <laughs> Um, What did you think about that, by the way, working in a little bit of the old man of steel into this? Uh, It's funny how much they the I feel like the A, the S stands for hope is one of the things in the Superman movies that everyone makes fun of. Yeah. And the fact that they keep recommitting to it in all the movies. I will say, wasn't that, though, that was from the Mark Wade book, right? From Superman Birthright. Yeah, but it wasn't like uh, the main part. (laughs) It wasn't the trailer line. Yeah. Uh, so I do think that they keep doubling down on something that a lot of people think is, is a little yeah. stupid. Season two, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, it's coming. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be super sweet. Guys, that'd be if, hope or sweet. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, oh, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to support the show and other shows, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York, totally free. Please come on by. What else do you want to plug? Uh, you want to follow us on Twitter at comic book live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you next week after Krypton. Krypton.